Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Sounds good. It's good to be here and be a blessing. I was blessed by the message at Sunday school and with the songs that we had. Thanks God in this area we can be able to do King's way, not man's way. The world takers of the world. Let the world takers of the world the things. Like the Lord Jesus said, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. It takes humility and it takes commitment to uh, yield to the Father. I join with you as you celebrate the goodness of God uh, this week. We have so many blessings to thank the Lord. I believe the first and foremost is our salvation. I got saved way back 1982. That was the grandest day I believe in my life. And things were changed. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. And my future is secure. I thank the Lord for that. And for the opportunity to serve Him. I surrendered to preach at the age of 16. And I'm now 42 years old. I thank the Lord for His grace day by day. And for His abounding uh, sustenance. I'm going to sing a song before I'm going to preach the title of my song, The Greatest Miracle. I wasn't there by the shore of Galilee when Jesus touched those blinded eyes and made him see. And though I did not see the empty tomb that day I still believe. Yes, I know what Jesus did for me. I believe there is power in the blood of the Lamb. Yes, I believe there is healing in the touch of his hands. Yes, the greatest of all miracle was when my Jesus saves me. Yes, I know what Jesus did for me. It's good to be saved. Open with me your Bible, please. The book of Luke, chapter 24, and verse 32. May I ask everyone to stand, please, as we respect the Word of God. Luke, chapter 24, and verse number 32. The Bible says, And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us? While he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures, 
Father in heaven, thank you so much for your grace, for reaching us in a condition that we are sinners in your eyes. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ that redeemed us through his precious blood and gave us grace to live day by day and for the provision and for the bounty at the table, for the strength of our body and for the bright decision we had for the wisdom give us your grace more speak to our heart and use thy servant this morning in the name of Jesus Christ I pray amen thank you please take your seat I came from a tropical country so I am not very used of cold weather so it's good very comforting to come inside in the house if it is 25 degree outside and the other day it's snowing somewhere in Lebanon so it takes good to have fire I helped my friend in Lebanon yesterday we cut wood and file I threw the limbs and gathered the firewood and I told him Maybe it's good for two months. And we always file or put uh, firewood in a fireplace. And when we come inside, it's good. So we need the fire from above. The preaching this morning is fire from heaven. Uh, right after Christ was crucified, right after they put him in the borrowed tomb, the believers scattered for fear. They do not know what next of Christianity. They were just three years old for this faith. And as the Bible told us that after the shepherd smitten, the sheep will scattered. And it was happened as the Bible uh, prophesied. They don't fully understood what Jesus told them. And uh, they even, Christ even told the Pharisees when he was still on his personal earthly ministry that if, if they will destroy the temple, he can be able to build it after three days. And he is referring to his resurrection, but because of limited understanding. And they don't understand before the seed of the corn grow, it must die in the ground. And they were sad. They were so discouraged. And they go away, there's two men, because of fear, because of discouragement. They were in the road of disappointment. They do not know what next of Christianity. So they traveled seven and a half miles away from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And along the way, they came to realize that there is fire in the heart that turned their heart from discouragement to be courageous. I believe the words of God can bless our heart and can help us to stand in the grace of God. I believe the best tools of the devil to make us cripple is to make us discouraged. When we are discouraged, we are paralyzed. But thanks be to God, the words of God can counter this, the discouragement the devil put in our heart. I like what these two men told us. That did not our heart burn within us. I have three things this morning, I want to share. In verse number 15, the Bible says, 
And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. God knows our situation. This, I learned that any situation of life, God cares. Christ, when he knows, he, he knew that these men were so discouraged. He is always there. The principle here, he will not abandon his own. He will always there to, to inspire our heart, to cheer up, and to encourage us. They do not know Christ when Christ joined their walk. Uh, they talk, they fellowship, and yet, they thought Christ is just an ordinary person. But God knows how to encourage our heart. And He promised us that He will never forsake us nor leave us. He can do that because He told us that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There are situations, sometimes in our lives, God allowed that uh, we, we pass in that situation. Sometimes it's beyond, beyond our fix. But God can do the solution. Amen. So verse number 27. And beginning at Moses, and that is the Pentateuch, and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. I believe the fire will spark in every heart of the believers when there is clarity. Christ began his preaching at the book of Genesis and he ended his preaching in seven and a half mile walks at, at the book of Malachi because he, he preached from, from the book of Moses and all the prophets and he preached about himself. I believe the Bible is all about God who manifests in the flesh to redeem us and to save us. Amen. Thank God. So, when there is clarity. I remember when Magellan came to my country We back March 15, 1521. He landed at the island of Mactan, Cebu. I've been there in that island, little island. He brought the cross and told my people his religion. He introduced to my forefathers to behold tradition, religion, the dogma. And he even told my people to behold the Pope. But I came to realize after I got saved, there is no hope in Pope. The hope is in Christ Jesus. Thank God when the American came after the Second World War, they introduced to us, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And they taught us the Bible way, the King's way. So when there is clarity, you can understand situation. You may not like the situation, but you can take the Bible verse, all things work together for good to them that love God. Man's extremity, I believe, is God's opportunity. When we are down, He is always there to reach us and gave His grace and gave us provision. So when there is clarity, we can have fire from above. In verse 29, But they constrain him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening. In, day, in the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Very interesting because of the words of God they heard. They become interested. They do not 
recognize Him yet. But because of encouragement, but because of the words that filled up the emptiness of the, their hearts, that, that turned their discouragement to be courageous, that turned their, their mind from being negative to become a positive person, and helped them to put their feet to continue the journey of Christian life. Thank God they become interested. He, they requested Him to stay because when they reached Imaos, it's dark. And I believe they were tired walking seven and a half miles. And because of the words that he shared, they urged him to stay. I believe when we have the words of God, the more we become hungered. The more we become thirsty. So they urged him. They requested him. They beseeched him to stay. The second result of the fire, if we have the fire from above, there is constraining. There is conviction within. It gives us conviction. I remember before I got saved, I'm a very shy person. I cannot stand in front of public. After 26 years, when my classmate in high school noticed that I'm here in your country and was able to speak uh, in front of the public, they asked me, is that really you? I told him, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm very shy. I do not speak in the class. But God made a new creation out of my life. I'm a new believer. But one thing I remember, I'm just 12 years old. I always sat at the back. Right after the closing prayer, I go away, uh, going back home because even to shake hands with other believers, I can't do it. But one thing I remember, I always would like to go back because the preaching of the pastor satisfied my soul. The songs that they sang are different from the songs that I've learned. The fellowship are sweet. There is conviction in my heart. And I began to mingle. I began to testify. One day, I stand behind the pulpit in lead of singing. And God made a new creation out of my life. Thank God. There is constraining when there is fire. A 12-year-old boy is willing to walk from his house to the church. Sometimes I don't have money to pay my transportation because we basically depend on public utility. 70% of our population. Only 30% can buy cars. So I'm willing to walk from, from my house to church, back and forth. Because the words of God satisfy our soul. Amen. There are things, there are, there are needs that only Christ can satisfy. Money sometimes, uh, powerful, but money can fill up the emptiness of our heart. Power. Alexander the Great at the age of 28. He became the youngest conqueror in the world. And yet at the age of 29, he told us, I wish I have another world to conquer. Never satisfy our soul, even power. Elizabeth Taylor, when she was crowned as the most beautiful lady in the world, she told us, I, uh, I was, or oh, I am the most miserable person in the world. John Rockefeller, one of the 10th billionaires, told us, the poorest man I know is the man who has nothing but money. Yes, money is a powerful tools. But money 
sometimes can't buy. We can buy food, but we cannot buy appetite. We can buy bed, but we cannot buy sleep. We can buy uh, house, but we cannot buy home. We can buy arms, but we cannot buy peace. Only God can do that. Amen. Thanks, God. I rather have Jesus. Beloved in the Lord, when we have the fire from above, there is conviction within. And nobody can control that conviction. You can continue and face any situation of life. I like what happened in verse 13. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and break and gave it to them. Very unusual what happened. Because he was just invited to stay. And I believe they fixed the dinner. But during the dinner at the table, Christ is the one who break the bread and gave to the host. The principle here, after we got saved, Christ is no longer the guest of our life. He became our host. Amen. Reading between the lines, probably when Christ handed the bread, they saw the nail, the print of the nail in his hand. And it flashed back that activity about three years ago when the master still in his personal earthly ministry, he also did the breaking of bread. He did that. It seems familiar. And it flashed back to the memory. That's why in verse 31, and their eyes were opened. They walked seven and a half miles. They fellowship. They talked about several things. They prepared the dinner, but they do not recognize Christ yet. But right after Christ broke the bread and handed to them, they recognize Him that it is He who was crucified and they put Him in the borrowed tomb. But by the grace of God, by the power of God, He arose. Amen. Sometimes this man is just like us. Our eyes were closed. We do not see farther. We just mind the four corner of our life. We do not see the need of others. We do not see people are dying without Christ and they need help. How can we reach the people across the, the ocean if the people in the community, we don't have desire to reach them? That's why Jesus told us, lift up your eyes and behold, the harvests are ready. They're white, but the laborers are few. Right after Christ handed the bread. Thank God. Somebody took the bread to my country. I was told by the American who trained me. It took him three months to travel from the United States to the Philippines. Because during those days, they board in the ship. I told some friends, go to my country and minister to my country. How many hours? I told him. Plus, it stopped over about 24 hours. Oh, it's too long. I told him, the one who trained me, it took him three months to travel. But because of the fire, he learned my language. He adjusted his, his culture. He adjusted his, his food and learned my language just to preach and break the bread from above. And it satisfied our soul. What if you just keep the bread? What if you just... Don't share the bread. Thank God for the bread from above. 
Jesus Christ shared the bread. This is the manna from above. Just like what happened to the pilgrim, to those who traveled from England. They thank the Lord. We are so thankful. We are forever grateful to the American people that you gave us the, the Bible and gave us hope like you have. That's why we have the same opportunity, the same uh, privilege to be up there in heaven. Thank God. So the fire will create clarity. The fire will create conviction or uh, constraint. And number three, in verse number 27, uh, 31, And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us? I like that. I need a fire in my heart so that I can, I can be able to continue my journey as the servant of the Lord. While he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures, and they rose up the same hour, Beloved, when God is speak to your heart, when God give you the command, when God give you the direction, don't wait for another day. Don't wait for another week. Don't wait for another month. Don't wait for another year. When God called Matthew, immediately he responded to his call. When God instructed Abraham, immediately they walked three, uh, three days, I believe, to go to the mount. He offered his son Isaac. Beloved in the Lord, I believe God's call is effectual. Amen. These men, they were tired because they already walked seven and a half miles. But because they have the fire from the heart, they were willing to go back where they could still find the nail that they used to crucify the Lord. They were willing to go back where they could still find the hammer that drive the nail. They were willing to go back where they could still find They were willing to go back. Where the cross still there? Where the persecutor still there? This time, because they have fire, they can be able to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Do no one join me. Still I will follow the world behind me, the cross before me. That's a conviction. It makes a difference when you have the fire from above. I believe when there is fire, there is courage. There is clarity. There is constraining. And I believe there is courage. They were willing to go back. I believe it's midnight. Late at night. They, they walk seven and a half miles. And yet they are willing to go back another seven and a half miles. That means 15 miles walk. And the Bible says, And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together in them that were with them. They were willing to go back to give witnesses that Christ arose. I wasn't there when he fed the multitude. I wasn't there when he gave sight to the blind man. I wasn't there when he turned the water into wine. I wasn't there when he raised the Lazarus from the grave. But in the eyes of faith, I believe. And I am willing to witness to my people that my Christ is risen again from the dead. He is alive forevermore. Are you willing to be a witnesses? The world is still dying. It is our opportunity to give the answer 
for the problem. People around the world are looking for the real answer. And this is our opportunity to reach them by the grace of God. I remember three years ago, I do not know how to drive when I visit your country about three years ago. Right after I preached at Max Meadow, Virginia, I asked Pastor Kelly Marshall if he can be able to teach me how to drive. After the lunch, he asked me to go out and he gave me the key to the van, to his van. What I really appreciate, he had enough faith to ride with me. <laughs> because I told him, I, I don't drive yet. <laughs> That's amazing grace. <laughs> so he commanded me to go to the country road. Right after he noticed that I gained the confidence, he commanded me to go to the interstate. 81 and 77 merge. I began to pray. I believe the real prayer I made. <laughs> Lord, I want to go back home alive. <laughs> so it's good. Good experience. And the members of the church brought me in Ohio. The problem from Ohio to Mount Airy. Because a pastor will meet me in Mount Airy. But I'm afraid to drive by myself. So I look for several missionaries that will be traveling in that direction. I ask if I can follow. Just at least a guide. Because never drive in your country. So we left early morning Saturday. I was told by a missionary, fellow missionary, somewhere in West Virginia will eat our breakfast. So when we uh, go to McDonald, he put his arm to my shoulder. He told me, brother, this morning I will pay your breakfast because probably it will be your last breakfast. <laughs> you drove crazy. <laughs> probably he, he meant it. You should not do that because when we merge the interstate, he noticed that I quickly merged. The car behind me almost killed me. So at least before you die, you will appreciate my offering to you. <laughs> the more I become nervous. I need encouragement, but he terrorized me. <laughs> but right after three months when we meet each other, I told him, by the grace of God, I'm still alive. <laughs> Two weeks after I learned, the man who trained me is Art Sims, he is in Arkansas. First time I traveled in the city of Knoxville, Nashville, Memphis, Little Rock. First time. Several cars. <laughs> I remember the road split. Somewhere, I do not, I forget. I should be in the outer lane to take the right, but I was in the inner lane. I turned the signal, but I've seen several cars. So, I'm afraid the uh, bad experience in West Virginia to happen again. I, I just stay in my lane. I, I need quickly to change the lane, to take the right road. But I can't. But finally, I saw the hand at the back. Come on, son. <laughs> he is gracious to me. <laughs> the most unforgettable experience when I come back. I was in Knoxville. I saw blue light behind the car. I keep driving. 
as, as if I don't see him. <laughs> but maybe two minutes, five minutes, again, I saw him. He is following me. <laughs> so finally, I told myself, maybe he got me. So I pulled over and he asked my license and I gave my license. I told him, I just learned two weeks to drive. Can you forgive me, sir? <laughs> Uh, I do not uh, pay attention to traffic signs. You drove too fast. Slow down. <laughs> While I'm asking a beseech, I'm praying to God to touch his heart. Wow, the Lord answered my prayer. He forgiven me. He told me, slow down, you drive too fast. But while I was in Abingdon, Virginia, I came from North Carolina that afternoon. Again, I saw blue light and he pulled over me. And again, I, I asked Abisic to forgive me. But he never forgave me. <laughs> and I was told by the fellow missionaries, while you're in Virginia, be a good driver. <laughs> you drove 80 miles per hour. I told him, sir, I was stopped by a police officer. So uh, see to it, I'm, I'm always in the right speed limit. But you go to the one who can calibrate your, your speedometer. Maybe something wrong. So they find out that my speedometer doesn't work. So what I did after I realized that uh, the speedometer doesn't work, I just followed the traffic flow. And along my deputation, I met at, used to be a teacher at New York. He lent me the van with a cross control from the time until now. I am a good Filipino driver. <laughs> the point that is, it takes courage to go to a place you've never been. It takes courage to associate and mingle with the people that you never met before. It takes the grace of God to do that. And I've been here for five months. Probably I am more spiritual than three years ago. <laughs> and it's by His grace. And I am willing more than two months to go back home to testify to my people that Christ is a living Christ. He is risen from the dead. He is the hope of the world. Thank God. The hope is in our hand. Share it. We need a fire to do that. We are busy. Our time is so much complicated. But take portion out of your time and say about Jesus that the, pap- that the people may know about God and about the person that gives peace, satisfaction, contentment. So, after I graduated in the Bible college, I was trained by Americans. You have your air base in the Philippines, Clark Air Base. They moved now somewhere, I believe, in Japan. But during this day, 80s, you have your base. And Reverend Art Sims is the pastor of Bayanihan Baptist Bible Temple. So uh, my pastor sent me there to be trained. Right after I graduated, I go back to my home church to help my pastor, the church. But the Lord called my pastor to start a pioneering work. And... The Lord called me and the church called me to pastor my home church for 14 years. 
while I'm pastoring my home church, I, I have a conviction to, to start a pioneering work to my birthplace. So, I divide one week, several days to mission work, and the other half days to my home church do counseling, visitation, and other pastoral duty. By the grace of God, for several years of labor and sacrifices, we were able to organize a church, and the church is growing even right now. I met a man who used to be a rebel against our government. He had the ideology of Lenin and Karl Marx. He's fighting our military because of communist ideology. But one day I meet him, I share the gospel to him. He got saved and baptized, and he surrendered to preach. After he got saved, he traded his M16 to John 3.16. His name is Elmer Asma. Under his leadership, he had a new two mission works as well, because I trained him to do the same what I am doing. And again, uh, I was in a family reunion. I met a gentleman, his name Edwin Lombo. I get his name and address, follow up him, and I share the gospel. He got saved and baptized and surrendered to preach. Right now, he is the pastor of the church. I pastor for 14 years. And under his leadership, he had two mission work also. And three years ago, I started a church. It's six years now since I started. And when I visited your country three years ago, I raised a fund for the building and I was able to raise it. I just stay one year to the church for transition and for uh, construction. And after two years, we decided to find another work. By the grace of God, we left our former church Friday, 9 o'clock, and we arrived to the new mission field 2 o'clock of Saturday, early morning. The first Sunday, we don't go somewhere. We just stay at home, thank the Lord for the new field. We never knew people there. The dialect is different than ours. The, the second Sunday, we joined the other Baptists in the city. But the third week, I began door knocking. And the first Sunday, we gathered people. The third Sunday, we've been there. We are excited that the people that we shared, the gospel will come. And people come. And uh, my daughter teaches the Sunday school children department. My wife teaches the Sunday school children department. I trained my son to be song leader. The second son, the electronic person. And I did the, sing, the lead of singing and Sunday school teacher. And I preach. After two years, we were able to baptize 117 converts in that city. And I started also a jail ministry with more than 300 inmates. Your name, different criminals they have. We have it. Criminals upon criminals. Faces that you can truly afraid. <laughs> At first, I, I instructed my men, when I pray, don't close your eyes. Because remember, these people are criminals. They may have worshipped they may kill me, choke my neck and kill me. So they did. While I'm praying, their eyes are still open. <laughs> but several visits, God gave us 22 saved, and I baptized them. They have a very small place. They draw their bath. I instructed the inmates to fill the water, and I make it a baptist tree. 
But the problem, some of them are bigger than me, taller than me. So the place is very small for them. I was instructed by the man who trained me, baptism is immersion. It must be immersed all. When I immerse him, part of his head still... So what I did is push him down. <laughs> so that it, it, ma, ma, it is scriptural. <laughs> because that was my training. <laughs> but it's good. When I visit the jail, they bring your, their Bible that I gave. They fix the chair. They are excited. Even criminals can come to know Jesus and have hope. Our ministry is just three. Number one, evangelism. Number two, church planting. And number three, training pastors. I have now uh, two families that are willing to be trained when I go back to be another servant of the Lord. If you will consider the Agribanti family to be your missionary in Asia, in the Philippines, it will help us in a ministry. We have several uh, facilities we rent and food for the workers and for the pastor's family. We are full-time. We do the work of God full-time because we take the opportunity while the door is open. So, please pray that you can be a partner of our ministry in Sorsogon City. And in my five months or almost six months travel, I am praying 35 persons, 35 churches that can sponsor us $1,000 for the property in church building. I know economy is tight. I know several friends, several members lost their job. But I believe God's economy is always greater than man's economy. In my almost six months travel, God gave me 18 shares out of 35. And God, I believe, will honor my faith before I go back home uh, more than two months so that I can be able to build another church building, at least 100 seating capacity. I have some uh, uh, presentation here. It's 10 minutes. Please uh, consider us and do something. A one-time love gift for $1,000 can buy us a property, a piece of land, and build 150 seating capacity. The last time I visit here, you are part of the church in Ragaika Marinisur. I have a picture here. And uh, we were blessed by your good offering. So I, I trust the Lord. The Lord will touch your heart. Do something. If you have spare money you don't use, you give the remaining needs. Tomorrow I'll go back home. I miss my family. <laughs> but, but I want to encourage your heart to be a part of our great need. It's good to invest for the Lord's work. I know God will bless us. So, may the Lord bless and touch our heart. And right after this, I will ask the pastor to help me uh, to, your, to you as the people of God to consider help us.